All right. Welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary. We are a podcast about uh, all of the obnoxious things that rich people have bought throughout the ages. Uh, anyways, uh, we're here with a new episode. Uh, this is Haley talking. Katie, introduce yourself. I have returned from the dead once again. <laughs> welcome back thank you thanks i appreciate it's, that it's been a long fucking time it has it's certainly you know i was thinking about that the other day um about the fact that i think i've only recorded like two other episodes no i think you have three under your belt oh well if it's three then that's fine yeah that that means that you are a permanent host no uh it's pretty much going back and forth between you and steven now Perfect. That works. I enjoy Steve. I also enjoy Stephen. Yeah, Stephen will message me and be like, I found a great topic today. And I'm like, hell yeah. Whereas um, when it, you know, when you want to record, it takes me a couple days to reply. And then I have to actually go and research a topic. I can't just wing it. It's a whole thing. No, it's pretty much me every single day texting you saying, hey, you want to record this weekend and then you not responding for a week and then coming back and be like, sorry, I wasn't being social last week. Uh, Pretty much. That's that's pretty much my life. But is that not relatable? I mean, come on. Not everybody's always feeling social. It's very relatable. And also because I've known you for over a decade, it's not at all unexpected. Over a decade. That's a long time. It is a long time. In our short, short lives. Ah, uh, we, we are so small in this universe. We certainly, certainly are. Well, Haley, um, I've got, I think, what I think is a pretty, uh, pretty interesting topic today, but I, I would like to hear what you have first. Oh, I get to go first. Okay. Yes. I, I accept. I accept this challenge. Excellent. I have Good. been I I wrote this back in January when I found this and wow. yeah. Uh well, cuz I was expecting to record in January. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> and then, then we did not release an episode in January. So that which automatically failed my New Year's res- resolution of doing an episode once a month. <laughs> we are working on it. <laughs> it is being think, worked on. I think we're going to do much better. We we are. From here on out, hold me accountable and we'll see if things change. I think I'm going to have to take that little snippet and just keep oh it God. stashed on my phone. I so regret saying that. Time. Yeah. <laughs> That's recorded now. God, not so if now. I don't send you this. No. Yeah. I need it. Rude. Well, I'll I'll just send you from here forward. So it'll be you talking to yourself. Oh. And then I'll come in like three minutes in and everyone will be like, whoa, what? And I'll well, be like, I was back. here the whole time. I was I was here. Yes. Um, well, you're a rude hoe. Anyway. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I, lo- I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what you got? Tell me what you got. I got some good. OK, I'm going to start this sucker off with a question. Oh, I love who would you who would you say is America's greatest actor currently or past presently or past I, I should have rephrase. to think about that I would say mid 2000s um well I feel like uh Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty good but nobody else really acknowledged that no you know I'm, I mean I like Sandra Bullock also I watched Bird Box. She did a hell of a job in that. Oh, I haven't seen Bird Box yet. I've uh, I've only ever like seen anything about it based on the memes that came out of it. So like it's I don't know good. if it's actually good or not. It's good. It's good. It's good. Should I bother watching it then? I think you should. Yes. Okay. I will. Anyways, all your answers are wrong. Um sure. No. Sure. To give to give you a hint, what if I asked you to name America's national treasure? Oh, well, let's see here, Haley. Could it be Nicolas Cage? It's Nicolas Cage. It's Nicolas fucking Cage. We're talking about Nick Cage. <laughs> Love it. Nick Cage and this mother. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you always think he's a little bit insane. And oh, then you def- delve into 
Then you delve into his purchasing history. He's a lot insane. And it only confirms that. It only confirms our deepest suspicions. He's fucking bananas. Okay. So we're going to give a little background on America's sweetheart. Um, So he was born January 7th, 1964. Uh, His birth name actually is not Nicolas Cage. It's uh, Nicolas Kim Coppola. As in he is related to the famous... Is it Coppola or Coppola? I don't know. I was just going to say that's that's not an easy name to say when you're a famous person. So why not change it to Nick Cage? No, but uh, he's part of the the I think it's Coppola. Uh, His uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, the super famous director. And uh, apparently when he was beginning his journey into stardom, he decided to change his name to avoid being accused of nepotism from being part of like the, the Coppola family. Uh, or, so, I mean, I, I would have to look into what, what they've been into recently because I'm not very familiar with their history, but sure, change your name, yeah, that's I fine. I, I literally don't know anyone in the Coppola family except for Francis Ford Coppola, and I'm like, well, I mean, he could cast his nephew into being one of his movies, so I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in any case, uh, fun fact about Nicolas Cage, he has been married three times. Uh, his second wife was the daughter of Elvis Presley. Interesting. Right? Wasn't expecting that one. So apparently Presley and Cage married on August 10th, 2002, and then filed for divorce on November 25th, 2002. So they had a good three-month run and then said, you know what? It's not for us. (laughs) Well, the amazing thing is that the divorce was not finalized until 2004, so the divorce was longer than the actual marriage. Oh, that's that's shameful. That is unfortunate. That is very unfortunate, and I don't... I want to know how they met, but, like, part of me, that just kind of feels like part of that rich person lifestyle of just yeah, like where you rich and marry marry ri- like rich you and famous person's and famous. child yes yep mm-hmm. so anyways uh nicholas cage uh became very famous in the 80s and 90s and was eventually considered to be one of the highest paid actors in the world considered uh, to be yeah because his net worth was once 150 million dollars that's um that's 150 million dollars more than I have, isn't it though? Uh, so what does a well-paid actor like that do with all of that cash? He spent it. He spent all of it. He last uh, he lost almost his entire fortune due to bad investments and buys and owing the IRS 6.3 million dollars. Damn. Uh, yeah. So now he is only worth 25 million dollars. So would you like to find out how he lost his fortune? So much, yes. Yes. Uh, So he's very good at spending. uh, Because to me, after reading all of his things, uh, I just sort of feel like he's the poster child for what a normal person would blow all of their cash on should they win the lottery. Like, I feel like he was walking through, like, an exotic market and an auction, and every time he saw something that he liked, he just went, mine! And, like... He pointed at it and said, I want that. I want... Dad, daddy, buy that for me. No. <laughs> but legitimately, though, because to start off this list, uh, he has so many properties. Like any normal human being, Nicolas Cage owned 15 residences. Naturally. Uh, naturally. So that's too fucking many. They cost him many millions of dollars. He owned a $25 million waterfront home in Newport Beach, California. Uh, a $15.7 million countryside estate in Newport, which sounds like it's in Connecticut, but I don't know where Newport is. Um, and also nope. he ended up selling the Newport estate once he woke up to find a disturbed fan wearing nothing but one of Nicolas Cage's leather jackets and eating a fudgesicle next to his bed. What uh, <laughs> the fuck? I would sell my house, too, if I woke up to somebody just in my bedroom wearing my jacket, eating a fudgesicle. Oh, my God. So many things to break down in that sentence. Okay, continue. (laughs) No, break them down. Break them down. I don't even know where to start. Like, first of all, why? Why, when you break into Nick Cage's house, is your first thought? Okay, no. Even before that, 
did he bring the oh, his fudge pops or did he steal Nick Cage's fudge pops? Like, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Did he raid the freezer or was he just like, he's like, you know who with I fudge really pops. <laughs> He's like, he's walking down the street after having just gone up to an ice cream van and like got his fudge pop and was like, oh, Nicholas Cage lives here. I love Nicholas Cage. And then just breaks in while holding his fudge, his fudge sickle, like. I feel like that would be a really impressive accomplishment, honestly, because fudge pops melt unusually quickly. Very fast. The fact that he was able to break in and still have time to like change into just this leather jacket, probably stand in a nice pose or something and resume eating the fudge pop is impressive, you know, on its own. You know, yeah. Mad props. Mad props to the Disturbed fan. Sure. But still, I think it's a totally reasonable thing to uh, sell your house once. Once. Oh yeah, no, they they happens. know where you live now, so that's they, that's going to be a recurring thing. Yeah, I but know also, you sell that. Bitch. Of course, they know where you live. You have fifteen residences. You just got to throw a dart at one and see when you finally show up. <laughs> mm, true. Very true. Oh, apparently Newport is in Rhode Island. I was close saying Connecticut. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he has an $8.5 billion abode in Las Vegas. Uh, also among his property purchases was the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans, which is considered to be the most haunted house in New Orleans and America. I would uh, not want to own that. Yeah, so he bought that for $3.4 million in 2007, and then it foreclosed in 2009. Uh, have you ever heard of the LaLaurie Mansion? I have not. Okay, it's crazy fucked up. So, uh, did you ever watch American Horror Story? Um, I think I watched, I like tried to watch the first episode several times, and I was like, this is not for me. Got it. Um, most of the time I get invested to like the first three episodes, and then it all goes downhill from there. But uh, in any case, uh, during during their season about witches, it took place in New Orleans, and... Um, one of the characters was uh, Delphine LaLaurie, who owned this mansion uh, back in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Delphine LaLaurie was a sick motherfucker who she owned a lot of slaves and uh, pretty much tortured Sure, I mean, you've, you've got a, a big-ass mansion. You're going to need a lot of slaves. Going to need a lot of slaves. However, she has a penchant for not just like the normal amount of hurting your slaves but like she would lock them up in her basement and like pick out their eyeballs and stuff that is an unnecessary level of torture yep very unnecessary level of torture so because so much torture happened in that house it is now uh considered one of the most haunted houses in america that's very reasonable yeah, Why Nick so. Cage would say, mm, yes, this property looks like a good place to buy. I don't know. Do you just buy it for the novelty of it? Like, mm, right? I want like you don't fucking stay there. No, there's no way that he lived in it. It's a museum now. I, however, I don't know how long it's been a museum. So, like, maybe it became well, a museum it, once it foreclosed in 2009. I was going to say, if it foreclosed in 2009, it's probably been a museum for a good Decade. nine years. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, tangents. Yeah, so I'm guessing he just bought it for the novelty of it. Um, oh, here's here's a fun thing. Uh, Cage owned not one but two castles. Well, one castle is never enough. <laughs> one I castle mean, wh- is never enough. Why only own one castle when you have enough money for two? I mean, your money's just sitting there in a pile and you need to do something with it. So why not a castle that needs desperate renovations? No, Haley, why not two castles that need desperate renovations? (laughs) So, yeah, he bought one of them for $10 million and then the other one for $2 million. Um, And then you know why he did that? He did that to say, I don't want to stay at the $2 million castle. I want to stay at the $10 million castle. I know. The $2 million castle isn't good enough. Here, I'm going to send you a photo of uh, of the castles. I think one is in Germany and one's in England, but don't quote me on that. I th- mm, I'm going to take a guess at which is the $10 million one. I'm going to say the one... The one that looks like an actual castle? Are you talking about the one on the left? Yes. Yes, that looks like the $10 million one. The other yeah. one look, just looks like a big house. 
Yeah, so basically, one looks like an actual medieval castle that has, like, the pointy turrets and stuff like that. Is that what those are called? Turrets? Um, yeah. But it's got, like, the big column. It looks like a fucking castle. And then uh, the other one pretty much looks like a big white house that happens to have a tower with the pointy cone on top. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be really weird if the other one was the $10 million one? <laughs> well, maybe there's more to the photo that we're not seeing. I mean, most likely. That would make sense. But hmm. just based off of those, those, you know, glances, the one on the left looks like the $10 million castle. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'd be willing to pay more money for the actual stone castle. I want castle. the actual castle experience. I don't yeah. want this mansion or very large house bullshit i want a fucking castle but maybe maybe hear me out on this castle castles were not very efficient when it came to like anything (laughs) literally anything um so maybe he spent more money on the house looking castle and therefore the house looking castle was maybe a little bit more updated. And he was like, oh, I can walk through my house without having to wear massive furs to keep warm. I, I mean, we'll just never know. We will never know. Maybe we will. If someone wants to look that up and do more research than I ever have, then feel free. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyways uh let's round off this list of properties sure. with a private island oh <laughs> well naturally i mean the next step up from two castles is a private island yeah so i'm gonna send you a picture that i'm i'm fairly certain is the island that he bought but i'm not a hundred percent we'll just say for Convenient sakes that it is. But he bought it. It's in the Bahamas. Um, That looks Bahamas esque. Yeah, it looks very Bahamas. I mean, I literally just Googled Nicolas Cage Bahamas Island. And this is what popped up. But there were several different. I don't know. I think it's called Nassau. Nassau? Nassau. Nassau. Um, yeah, I don't know if he still owns it or not, but apparently, and I also don't know if this is true or not, uh, it might be next to Tim McGraw's private island. So if it they're is... They're island neighbors. That's I adorable. Hope that, I know. I hope they're beach buddies. Oh, but they don't have to share the beach space because they're just yelling at each other from across the ocean. <laughs> they're hanging out, but hey, they're hanging out together separately hey. on their own islands. <laughs> they each have like the coconut drinks in their hands and you can they can see each other from across the ocean and so the one just holds up the coconut drink and the other holds up his coconut drink and they share a moment yeah i feel like that's the ideal way to be island buddies with somebody <laughs> Do you, i think we should have our own private islands katie we deserve neighboring it. private island oh we could totally do it oh my god we with so with all could. the money that we're making off of this podcast Oh, all of the money that we're making in general. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> my God, it's not as though I work a, a 40-hour work week at a desk all day. I'm sorry, I just got a little bit sad. Um, anyways, so anyways. his private island is nice, but it's not as nice as my private island. I am not impressed. <laughs> I am not impressed. It's a good private island, but not good He enough. only has one, two, three boats. My island has five. <laughs> Mine has 17. There's well, a secret boat kennel you... underneath the island, like a oh. James Bond movie. Mm. Mm. Yes, well, we're constructing that on my island. It's being uh, worked on. It's, be- <laughs> it's in the it's... works. It's in the works. Yes. I bet. It, well, it'll be far more updated than mine. Mine was constructed in the 70s. <laughs> it's barely even reliable. You get right. water in the garage every time you close that bitch. <laughs> anyways anyways um it's a nice looking island though i mean as far as islands go i don't know i don't know islands i don't i literally don't know islands all i know is that it's an island in the bahamas it sounds fucking delightful i would like one uh if someone would like to gift me one i would not say no what do you think the most ideal mode of transportation is around your island like golf cart golf cart 
golf cart. <laughs> Fucking golf cart. I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> I like that we both said golf cart. <laughs> golf cart? Golf cart. Definitely golf cart. Definitely golf cart. I don't know why, but for some reason, as I was saying that, like, my mind was picturing like a hovercraft, but then I was like, no, fucking golf cart. It's a fucking golf cart. I can just picture myself like it's the same way like when we were little and we in 49ers during Halloween, people would just be taking their golf carts out from like house to house. Absolutely. I mean, that neighborhood was fucking huge. It was ginormous and everyone seemed to have a golf cart. So the natural solution was hop on the golf cart, go from house to house, get all the candy you can. It sucked walking from house to house in that neighborhood. It did, but it was fun. Anyways, yes, yes, it was. You didn't enjoy Halloween with me. I feel like we only celebrated a couple Halloweens together. Actually, that's kind of true because you, um, your family usually had a really big party. Not, I mean, yeah, it was not necessarily on Halloween night, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, I yeah, certainly I went trick or treating every single year until graduating high school so Hmm. now i can't remember how i spent most of my halloweens during my like growing up years well goddamn neither do i i know right the more i think about it i'm like what the fuck was i doing on halloween what were you doing on halloween i don't know i can't remember neither can i okay (laughs) you want you want to hear about nicholas cage's really weird purchases oh my god yes that's what i'm waiting for (laughs) <laughs> what the the private island wasn't good enough for you i mean the private island was fine but doesn't compare to your private island no not at all <laughs> <laughs> okay weird purchases i'm gonna send you a picture and you're gonna tell me what you think it is <laughs> or i love this game <laughs> you love this game yes this is my favorite game to play um okay uh uh <laughs> He pre-purchased his own gravestone and had it made as a pyramid and for some reason put along with other gravestones in a graveyard that is also in a city because there are buildings in the background. Damn, girl, you are good. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh, my God. you, You fucking got that. You nailed that. I mean, I was going for weirdly obscure, but apparently I was right. No, you were 100% correct, because that is a nine foot tall period, uh, pyramid burial tomb. So it is a tomb. Uh, it is in New Orleans, and he 100% intends to be buried in it. So uh, I think I read somewhere that he initially made it for National Treasure 3, but National Treasure 3 never happened. So now he has a pyramid tomb. Um, I don't know if it wait, was actually... Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What was it going to be used for in National Treasure 3? Who the fuck knows? What? Okay, I don't, I don't understand the sentence. He intended for it to be for National Treasure 3, but then he said, meh, gravestone. Was it a, maybe it was for, like, the Illuminati thing, considering, like, the eye of the pyramid on top of the dollar bill and... Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I couldn't fucking tell you. I have no idea. I don't even know if it actually was for National Treasure 3. I just read that somewhere. And I Mm -hmm. like the idea that he footed the bill for some reason having a a fucking burial tomb in New Orleans. But yeah, but now he has a nine foot tall marble pyramid. Does he intend on being the only one who's buried in there? Because I feel like usually in like mausoleums like that, there's more than one person. Usually mausoleums are meant for families, but I... Like him and his 14 closest friends? (laughs) Just all stacked on top of each other? I mean, maybe. Ooh, I wonder if he's going to get buried in a sarcophagus, considering that it's a pyramid. Oh, I hope so. I hope he gets mummified. <gasps> oh, Nicolas Cage, if you're listening to this, we have ideas for you. Well, it really, they sound weird, but I don't I don't want to be the one. I don't know how the whole mummification thing works. I'm just saying, if he's going that extra, have a pyramid burial tomb. Just go for it. Go all out. Go all out, Nick Cage. Go, go all, all out. out, Nick. He already does on everything else. Why not this? I'm maybe he already has plans maybe to be it's buried in, his will. in a sarcophagus yeah. as a mummy. Oh, God, I hope it is. I really hope it is. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> so anyways, moving on from the burial tomb. Uh, he has a pet octopus that he <gasps> bought for $150,000. And uh, I'm pretty sure he wrote it off as a business expense, saying that the octopus made him a better actor. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I knew the octopus was going to make you happy. The octopus makes me so happy. Do you have a picture of the octopus? Ah, uh, no, I only have generic picture of octopus. Damn it. I can send you a generic picture of octopus, though. Okay, sure. Send me, send me. I love, I always appreciate octopus pictures. I know. That's why I send you a picture of one anytime I go to an aquarium. Ooh, that is a nice looking octopus. He's nice and orange and he's got all of his little leggies splayed out. Ooh, he is nice. He's a good octopus. He's very good. He's the best octopus. Yeah. But one, one of the best. Yeah. But in any case, he, he spent $150,000 on, uh, on the octopus, which to me actually does not seem that expensive for I feel like that's a reasonable price an for octopus. an octopus. Yeah. I hope I don't that know how much aquariums are paying life. for their octopi, but neither do I. I have no idea. But also, apparently, in addition to his octopus, he has a shitload of exotic animals uh, that his guests, uh, it made his guests describe his home. I don't know which home of the 15 homes he has. Uh, they describe his home as a zoo. Uh, other animals that I have found listed include two albino king co- cobras and a crocodile. I mean, I don't know how you get to a point in life where you say, well, I've got nothing else to spend my money on. Might as well buy two big ass cobras and a crocodile. Well, I think once you hit the point of, well, I own 15 residences, including two castles and a private island. I just need something to fill them with. Can't be dogs. Dogs are too plain. (laughs) Dogs are too boring. Cats? Nope. Maybe a hedgehog? Nah, still too boring. Cobras? Make them really weird cobras. Obscure. <laughs> oh my god! I just feel like once you get into that whole weird thing of buying ex- exotic animals, you don't get out of that world. Yeah, no, that's a that's a weird that's a weird place to get into. Yeah, that's and the people who own exotic animals are weird fucking people. Very, and usually the exotic animals do not have the best life. I think that it's probably just a better decision to not buy exotic animals yeah just don't get into that world because i mean it fucks you up i mean we already learned from pablo escobar like at least absolutely (laughs) just don't get a fucking hippo or at least if you do get a hippo get one hippo not multiple hippos that can breed or get multiple hippos of the same gender like yeah the worst thing they're gonna do is have gay sex Gay hippo sex. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Gay hippo sex. But then you won't be taking over Columbia with your many, uh, with your many hippo babies. So. No, no you will not. Gay sex helps the population. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to send you another picture. And oh, yeah. uh, this one is a little bit upsetting. So I apologize in advance. Oh, God. That is he into shrunken heads? He's into shrunken heads. Well, I mean, I guess once you take the step from exotic animals to shrunken heads, you get weirdly into shrunken heads. Yeah, it's just I I don't know when you make that leap. But at some point you're like, again, I really feel like he was just showing up at auctions and saying, saying, I I want want that. that. (laughs) I want that. That one. I, I want like, that whole family that of shrunken one. heads. I don't I want w- just one shrunken head. I want them all. Yeah, no, he has multiple shrunken heads. Why are their lips sewn shut? That's just part of the, the shrunken head process, as far as I know. Shrunken that's that's usually how they, they work. I don't I, know. I heard I, I heard like how it. they were made at some point, but I don't remember. Well, I know, you know it's a how shrinky things work. <laughs> it's similar to shrinky things. If Beetlejuice is anything to go off of, uh, you piss off a guy by stealing his ticket number, and then he's going to sprinkle some shrinking head powder on you, and then your head just shrinks. Either that, or you take normal head, you put it in the oven for 45 <laughs> minutes, 350, and then you take it out, boom, you got a shrinky dink shrunken head. You got a good little shrinky dink, you can use it as a keychain. 
pop that oh, on your backpack. Keychain you clip flare. included. Oh, keychain clip including everything. <laughs> wow. I, I don't, and I also don't understand why the one in the middle is in like an orb. Like maybe it's a preservation orb. <laughs> but why are the other ones not in preservation orbs? I don't know. I feel like there's no way that they can last that long without disintegrating, right? So, like, preservation orb seems right. It seems <laughs> like the way to go. But it also seems wrong. Also, the the head on the left and on the bottom, I don't really understand what's going on there. Like, I, I mean, can the see head the on nose. the bottom is, like, straight up, it, it's it's janky. He's He got jacked up somewhere along the line. I am not a fan of shrunken heads. Neither am I. Uh, and for this, I apologize. And I will be uh, filling your feed with another photo just to just to wipe that clean. Sure, but I can still see them. Yeah, just I don't know, man. I'm trying. OK. Um, I'm not familiar with this animal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is it a dinosaur it is a dinosaur he once outbid leonardo dicaprio oh i said him earlier i I said leonardo dicaprio (laughs) yes and nicholas cage outbid him on buying a tarbosaurus skull apparently a tarbosaurus is a kind of dinosaur i didn't know that name before i was gonna say pterodactyl but tarbosaurus works also yeah so anyways um it was then found out after he bought the skull that it was stolen <laughs> from Mongolia. Yeah. And oh, so he shit. returned it to the Mongolian government. So good job, oh. Nick Cage. I clap, don't know if he clap, was reimbursed, clap. but. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was nice of him to return it. But I also, like, don't you think, I mean, when you see at an auction and you're pointing out things that you want, you know, <laughs> I want that. I want that. You don't think at some point you wonder. I wonder where this is from. Like the collection of shrunken heads. Yeah, isn't it in the little pamphlet that you get? Maybe he didn't maybe he didn't read the pamphlet for the details. He was just looking for the pretty pictures and going, I'm like, Dad. Ah, yes. Like circling the things you want in the fucking highlights magazines. Yes, exactly. I think that's how this works for him. Ah, wow. That's yeah. a cool uh dinosaur skull. <laughs> I Yep, I agree. Uh, so in any case, uh, I'm just going to finish this off by saying um, he's also spent $150,000 on the very first Superman comic and added it to his $1.6 million comic book collection. And wow. I fucking respect that one. Like, if if you love comic books and, and everything like sure. that, like an original very first Superman comic, that is, that's worth That's something. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I, I gave him props for that. And then uh, last but not least, uh, <laughs> once his business manager uh, had once written out in a lawsuit uh, against Cage that Cage once had a shopping spree, uh, which entailed the purchase of three additional residences at a total cost of more than $33 million, the purchase of 22 automobiles, including nine Rolls Royces, 12 purchases of expensive jewelry, and 47 purchases of artwork and exotic items. Oh my God. So I think that was like a one-day shopping spree. Oh my God. I don't know if it was actually one day, but that's how I, I, I'm just picturing I- him walking down a boulevard going, ooh, that one. Yeah. Like, he had a fucking <laughs> shopping montage, and he bought everything. He's got the sunglasses on. He has multiple bags on both of his arms. Oh, And he's a- sashaying absolutely. his hips down the walk, going, <gasps> that one. And he lowers his sunglasses, and he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect visual representation of a shopping montage. <laughs> So that's what I got for you. Nicholas Cage does not know how to not spend his money. Wow. That that was a journey from start to finish. <laughs> it really was. I I'm mean, glad you enjoyed it. I I did. I don't 
I, again, I don't like the shrunken heads, but, you know, I mean, the castle, the island, the weird tomb, the octopus, all that, just great. Shrunken heads, not a fan. Yeah, the shrunken heads could be done without, but uh, they're very yeah, weird. I just so, don't, like, what do you, I don't understand what you do, you do with them. Where do you display those? Like, yeah, like, when you're giving someone a tour of one of your 15 houses, you say, yes, and these are my shrunken heads. <laughs> I am a personal, very large fan of these shrunken heads. The one in the orb is my favorite. Yes, I mean, he's uh, he's quite beautiful. I call him Carl. Ah, uh, yes, Carl. He died young because he's smaller than the others. God. <laughs> okay, so I um found it interesting earlier. You mentioned something about uh lottery winners. Ooh. Um, how Nicolas Cage is um kind of like the perfect representation of what not to do with your lottery winnings yes and i think that that's a great segue into my topic which is lottery winners oh are you fucking kidding me that's amazing yes go on so um there are a lot of really fascinating stories of what people have done with their lottery money um but i have found one two three four 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 stories that um I think kind of stood out over the others and um, the overarching theme I think of lottery winners is that they have a tendency to develop unfortunate cocaine habits, blow all of their money and then declare bankruptcy because that has happened in so many situations. I had to so, back away from my microphone because I was laughing too loud. So getting into this, um, our first lottery winner is a woman named Callie Rogers. She won the lottery in 2003 in the United Kingdom when she was 16 years old. You can play first the lottery all, at 16? What? Right? In the United Kingdom, apparently. Um, oh, you gotta be 16, like at least 18 in most least, states and then in other states 21. 21. Yeah. Yeah. So... At 16 years old, uh, she was living with foster parents in the UK and she was working as a shop clerk, earning about $5.83 per hour. Ooh, that sucks. What year was this? 2003. Uh, that's still shitty for 2003. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was earning the equivalent of $5.83, you know, US money wise. Um, I guess on a whim, she decided to buy a lottery ticket. And it just so happened that she won a whopping $3 million Shit. in the uh, U.S. in U.S. money in the national lottery. And um, despite the fact that she said that she would continue to live frugally, um, she bought four large homes, several new cars and had two breast augmentations at 16 years old. At 16 years old, she got a not one, but not two one. boob jobs. <laughs> two boob jobs, because one wasn't enough. Um, I mean, I, so I understand being upset about boob size at the age of 16. I didn't really get boobs until I was like 16 or 17. So like, I, right, get, but I get being upset, but like, you're not fully grown yet. Just hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you would think, but uh, nope, she had two breast augmentations. Great. And Great way to she, spend her money. Oh, absolutely. And she also uh, decided that, well, I mean, if she's got all this money, she might as well share the wealth with others. Uh, she purchased expensive gifts for a series of boyfriends that she had. Good. She even bought one of her boyfriends a car and paid him to be her chauffeur because at 16, she was too young to drive. Wait, OK, so she's too young to drive. But she's old enough she can buy a lottery ticket? Yeah, if that is not some bass-ackwards logic right there. Like, mm, yes, you can't drive, but you can buy lottery tickets. But then again, what are the odds? What are the odds True. of her winning? <laughs> very, 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 very slim to none. Um, but it was <laughs> uh, another habit, however, that made her lose most of her money, which was cocaine. That'll get she you. estimates, uh, obviously, um, she estimates spending about a quarter of a million dollars on cocaine. That's a lot of fucking money on cocaine. Yeah, 
it's a lot of fucking money on cocaine. And um, after she went on her, you know, cocaine spree, uh, she was left with very little money to show. Uh, She sold the homes that she owned, um, sold the cars, and rented a modest townhouse, uh, saving the seemingly paltry $64,000 that remained of her winnings while picking up work as a maid. So after that... How she only far had we have fallen but then again yeah. i still would kill for sixty four thousand dollars right now however that is still so low in comparison to the three million she had like you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to reach millions of dollars and then you have to spend millions of dollars in order to go back down to do to a measly $64,000. I mean, is she friends with Nicolas Cage? Because he is very good at spending money. I feel like all of these people would be very good friends with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so um, she was the first person who I found pretty interesting, mostly because. I, OK, well, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Um, Sorry, I mean, I, I know that I didn't actually state anything, but I don't want to ruin it. Okay, I, no, the anticipation is killing me. So another, uh, our next lottery winner is uh, one in 2002, uh, one Michael Carroll, again, won the UK's national lottery. Uh, netting about, things are happening in the UK. <laughs> yeah, right? Netting about 15.8 million US dollars. Woo! So he won in 2002... But by 2012, so in a span of 10 years, um, the former garbage collector, which was his job before Mm -hmm. winning the lottery, Mm -hmm. um, in that after 10 years, he was living on public benefits, having squandered his money away in several different ways. $15 million. Damn near, like almost $16 million. You had almost $16 million. And now yep. you're living on food stamps? What did you do to fuck up so badly? Let me tell you. Was it cocaine? So Michael, <laughs> just wait. Michael <laughs> Carroll purchased and then destroyed a mansion. He purchased and destroyed an entire mansion. He threw lavish parties for his friends and made a daily habit of smoking $3,000 worth of crack cocaine. Oh, I'm sorry. Every single day, every single day, he was smoking $3,000 of cocaine. Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, he also bought pricey cars and wrecked them. I don't know why this guy has a thing for buying things and then wrecking them. On a self-made racetrack circling the grounds of his mansion and then left them to rust on the property's outskirts. What? Uh, what? Why would you leave it just because you're like, oh, I can buy another one? I oh, think I that's the buy mindset it, throw that it away. Developed. Buy it, throw it away. Do you have a picture of this dude's house? Um. Oh, I. Let me see if I can find one very quickly. <laughs> no, that's fucking amazing, though. Just, just, just the total trash it mentality. Like, mm, fuck it. Hey, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Um, okay. Here, here's here's the uh, the mansion that he destroyed with some uh, nice some nice debris there in the <laughs> in the foreground of the picture. Oh, good Love lord! That. Oh, that is oh, a trash okay, heap and a half. Oh, here you go. Here you go. This is a this is a good one. <laughs> This is a great picture of that. I think it's the same house. It looks like it. Again, I am just looking these up on a whim. Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you would call it a mansion, especially for the UK. So it kind of looks like it looks like it's a ranch style house. And then a two story Sims house was just sort of plopped into the side of it. Um, Haley, I didn't know what this guy looked like. (laughs) Um, Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh and no. I mean they fucking he fucking wrecked that mansion. Look at the inside of it. That is first of all disgusting. Second of all, let me describe this for please, the, the please listeners. Please do. Okay. First, we're going to What's this guy's name again? 
Michael Carroll. Okay, Michael Carroll. Let's describe this bad boy. I would say he is a bit of a heftier sort of man. He is is white. He has brown hair. He is currently pictured inside of a convenience store holding up his lottery ticket. But the amazing thing is that his hair, rather than being gelled backwards, has been gelled forward into like little stringlets. So he has little spaghetti bangs, but like they're shiny. It's like he was going for the look of my face says I just showered, but my hair says I haven't showered in months. <laughs> and he I just mean, has the happiest little smile on his face. It's especially like he knew with that, he with that, knew that nice, he fucking won. I know, especially with this little goatee thing he's got going on. It's the mustache beard combo. Uh, oh god! And, but he also has—he's wearing big, chunky gold chain jewelry, and so he was obviously already living a gangster pimp life before he won the lottery (laughs) absolutely he was i think this is what the english would call a chav oh my gosh here here's a um picture that's a lot of fucking cars that he purchased and wrecked oh my jesus christ on the property yeah it's like they're not they're not necessarily nice cars but Holy no, he's shit. Just, he's just, okay, so to describe what I'm looking at here, it is his property. It is the it is the ranch-style Sims house that is combined with the two-story <laughs> Sims house that has been somehow glitched together. Um, it, looks like, it looks like one of the pre-made Sims houses, and then he tried to expand it, but yeah. his expansions were a lot shittier, and he didn't want to put as he much effort into them. He didn't know which button to do to match the, the outside wallpaper no, and the shingling. Did. He uh, didn't know the eyedropper, but you know, he didn't. <laughs> but in any case, on this property, it's like a long dirt driveway with a couple of hedges to be like, no, this is nice. No, it's not. <laughs> it's then, a classy establishment. <laughs> it's a classy establishment. And then you just kind of are drawn to the pileups of like 10 different cars fucking like hot wheel looking cars (laughs) like they don't look like actual cars no they look they're like normal cars but then for some reason there's also like buses and uh like semi trucks (laughs) (laughs) and a fucking bulldozer like what the hell and they're all in a garbage truck they're not parked nicely they're literally in a pile up and like there's like a a pile up of like 10 of them in one corner and then a pile up of like another 10 of them in the other side and then behind the house is a whole other story what the fuck is happening that is a that is a clusterfuck and a half of a picture if I've ever seen one. That is going I mean, on after Instagram seeing one hundred percent. After seeing his spaghetti bangs, <laughs> I mean, it all makes sense now. Everything um, makes total sense. But also, can we go back to what the inside of his house looks like? Because there's just a oh, picture a shit show. of a toilet, and the toilet seat has been ripped <laughs> off of it, completely removed. But placed next to the toilet on the ground yes and then there's also like there's toilet paper and debris and dirt and stuff inside it but there's also a big hole in the wall behind the toilet also it's an outhouse (laughs) and also an indoor toilet (laughs) but like also the toilet is just like it looks like a lot of people have gotten very high and drunk and thrown up into that toilet but then the picture down is what I'm assuming is either a bathroom or a kitchen because there's a lot of cabinets it and a lot like of looks like an old kitchen. It looks like a kitchen. But basically, I feel like this guy would get high on cocaine and then be like, I gotta destroy something. And he would just hulk out and he would just grab the nearest like thing that he could latch onto and just rip it down because all of the doors are just ripped off of these cabinets and thrown across the floor. But it looks like with the toilet... It looks like he ripped the seat off of it and then realized his mistake and placed the toilet seat next to it on the ground saying, I'll fix it eventually. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? Oh, no, he's. Oh, so uh, other than his crack cocaine, his racetrack, his cars and his mansion, Mm -hmm. um, a fair amount of his lotto payment went to um, prostitutes, naturally, Mm -hmm. and overstated gold jewelry. 
Yeah, and he I can developed... tell from the very first picture with his yeah, chunky obviously jokes. he had a thing for gold jewelry. I think that um, that first one though, like where in his initial winning photo, that's probably like that's some cheap shit. Like that is that is something that's, oh, yeah, that's like covered fucking, in gold no. spray paint. But probably when he's like, I can afford real gold, <laughs> he yeah, like went oh, total. Yeah. I'm a rapper now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he developed a taste for uh, drinking alcohol naturally, and then driving around the otherwise quiet streets of Norfolk, England. This happened so often that um, a hotline was established in the neighborhood so neighbors could report Carol to the local council. Are you shitting me? He had his own hotline because he would get so drunk and drive his cars around that they were like, well, so many people are calling us about him. Might as well give him his own hotline so we don't have to deal with it. Oh, my God. I just picture some sweet old lady just calling up and just being like, yes, hello. Um, d- d- Mr. Carroll is out again and I'm He's afraid I can't, again. I, can't, I can't walk my poodle uh, because I'm afraid we're going to get run over. If you could just do something about this, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so eventually um, financial shortfalls forced him to sell his mansion um, Who would at buy a loss. It? naturally and uh, he eventually he was so you know broke that he was later caught leaving uh, a grocery market without paying for the sandwich and drink that he grabbed off of store shelves the $17 that he stole ended up costing him nearly $138 in court costs you know what that says kids that says don't steal (laughs) and then um, a quote from him says uh after you know after his downfall he says i only started to think about three things drugs sex and you would think the third one would be like more money you know i was thinking more drugs (laughs) drugs sex and gold he was a fan of gold before and a fan of gold afterwards Uh, he's he's got his priorities don't know if they're good ones he also goes on to say, the dealer who introduced me to crack has more of my lotto money than I do. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you spend fucking... $3,000 a day on it. Yeah, that fucking drug dealer has a lot of money. He was pretty much set for life the moment that he found Spaghetti Hair Boy. Absolutely. So while he, he was a fucking train wreck in and of himself. Um, our next person also has an interesting story. Um, our next lottery winner, uh, won the lotto in 1989. His name was Willie Hurt. He was a family man living in Michigan when he won. And, um, a lot lot of people doubted that the $3.1 million that he won would change his life. What happened during the next two years shocked them. Just two years? Just two years, Haley. Mm. What, what does our family man do? So by the time he'd received just two of the $156,000 annual installments, because when you win the lottery, you can either do lump sum or you can have it given to you over time. Mm. Because most people can't handle winning that much money at one time. Mm-hmm. Like, I would choose to have it delivered me to me annually oh absolutely Um, so by the time he'd received just two of his uh annual installments he was in the process of a divorce and had lost custody of his children and he'd also spent most of the money on crack cocaine (laughs) good god the crack dealers i think that they just are waiting with the lotto winners to be like they're just waiting for the lotto winners to be announced and they're like okay and they're like I gotta go find him <laughs> yeah because uh, I mean because uh, I don't think that there's uh, any option to remain anonymous when you win like think you have to announce who you are and so most no, likely once their I, name is the out there the crack dealers are like and done <laughs> I mean yet you can remain anonymous like you have to go and claim your winnings but you don't have to do like a press release or anything um because i looked into it and there are ways to stay anonymous when you win the lottery but like 99.999 percent of people are going to be like fuck yeah i won the fucking lottery i'm gonna give money to all my bitches 
no, don't do that. That's how like creepy family comes out of the woodwork, being like, <gasps> yeah, being you like, love? I'm your fourth cousin twice removed. <laughs> Can I have money? You, so, I haven't seen you ever. Can I? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're blood, and we're blood. It relatives. seems like most of these people say. Yes, sure. I have money. (laughs) But like even people who aren't family, just random weirdos are going to find your name and just be like, I've got nothing to lose. Might as well call them and be like, hey, I'm I'm so and so off the street. Can I can Can I have have money? money? (laughs) Uh, Can I at least partake in your crack cocaine? Yeah. Can you share the crack? So after um, he had been going through the process of a divorce, lost custody of his children and had spent most of his money on crack cocaine. Things got worse. Um, After a 48-hour binge on booze and drugs at a rooming house, which I don't know why you would be out of... Anyways, uh, he allegedly argued with his girlfriend when they couldn't find more crack. When she was later found shot in the head... Oh, no! He was charged with her murder and... If convicted, he would spend the rest of his life in prison. Well, I Although mean, there's just... no there's no word on whether or not he was convicted, even if he was, he could continue to receive his lottery payments. Wait, what? Really? Yes. What? He, like, he's fucking entitled to that money or something. But whether or not he was convicted, he would still continue to receive his future lottery payments. That's... That's after murdering fucked up his girlfriend. If I mean, if he did it, you know, if he did it, unless maybe the drug dealer came in and shot her. But we don't know. Most likely it was him during a fit of rage, wanting more crack cocaine, a fit of like crack induced rage. Can't have more crack. Get angry. Shoot girlfriend, but still receive money, more money, more crack, more money, more crack. But if he's in jail, no, if he's in jail, he'll find someone that he can give money to to find crack. Oh, I'm sure. You just uh, got to talk to the right people. Oh, absolutely. So to uh, to round us out here, I think is the most interesting um, lottery winner. Uh, so the the title of this article that I found was um, it, it was it was this. Lady Luck turned a run-of-the-mill meth dealer into a millionaire crank king. Excuse me? <laughs> run-of-the-mill meth dealer? It's just your average run-of-the-mill meth dealer. <laughs> into a millionaire crank king. So um, a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Music Jr. Uh, was a just a 44-year-old fix-it man from Georgia. Uh, when he struck it rich after hitting Georgia's state lottery of $3 million in 2015, and he could have done what the you know many people do who play the scratchers. He could have retired early. He could have gone to see the pyramids. He, he could have bought his local watering hole. He could have supported his local drug dealers and bought a lot of crack cocaine. Haley, instead of doing those things, he stuck to drugs. Even after his co-conspirators were caught moving several pounds of pure Mexican manufactured methamphetamine, he kept grinding he knew what he loved to do and he he continued to do it um he kept he kept on going brazenly spearheading even more meth deals on behalf of an inmate behind bars so there's who uh our previous winner willie willie hurt was getting his crack from willie hurt Uh, got into contact you lottery winners have got to stick together uh so right after snapping a photo with an oversized three million dollar check he vowed that him and his wife, Mary, were going to play it safe and, quote, save a portion of the winnings. Instead, he dropped almost $500,000 to purchase nearly 11 pounds of 80% pure crystal meth made in Mexico. Jesus God. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, send you a picture now. Oh, a lot of shit. Where? Save that. Find me our man. I need to know. This is God Almighty. He well, he's you can't say that he doesn't know how to invest. I mean, he he knew he knew what he was uh he knew what he was into. If there's and anything he stuck that's, with it. Yeah, if there's anything that's always a stable market, it's uh 
it's drugs. <laughs> it is fucking crack cocaine. It is crack cocaine. You find yourself a lottery winner. You give them the crack cocaine. You are set for the rest of your life. Oh, okay. Here we go. You got it? I'm working on it. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Crap. Jeez, OP, technical <laughs> difficulties. The podcast returns. <laughs> okay, here you go. So that's what the guy looks like. He muscular won like three million dollars in the lottery and invested it in more meth. Meth dealer. Uh, <laughs> I love the title of it. Uh, yeah. So that <laughs> that article. <laughs> he just that looks article, like a middle-aged um, white dude. But and then there's you know the title meth dealer. Meth won three million dollars. And invested it in more meth. Um, so during the deal to move those 11 pounds of meth, um, officials caught wind of it because naturally they would because catch wind of it eventually. Because 11 pounds of meth. How are they yeah, not going to Yeah. yeah. Um, and so during that deal, they caught wind of it and moved in to take down the uh, two head honchos that were working under Ronnie Music Jr. Um, they were confirmed to have, quote, the pounds of ice with intent to sell it. Agents moved into arrest. Uh, as they moved into arrest, these gentlemen, one of them was quickly cuffed, but the other one tried to get away. He tried to run. Bold and move. in the most hilarious statement I have ever heard, it says authorities stated he did not get far due to his lack of athleticism and being lawfully shot with a taser. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> like that not only lawfully. do they kick a guy when he's down, but also he was lawfully shot with a taser. It's a lawfully shot with a taser. How do you lawfully shoot a taser? Like with a fucking American flag hanging behind you and a bald eagle screeching? <laughs> like my your name co- is your official. Cop buddy cop. is just standing behind you, just yelling, "You got it! Yeah, I believe in you." <laughs> America! Fuck yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Um, Upon his arrest in 2016, literally one year after he won, uh, agents recovered about a million dollars worth of methamphetamine, firearms, ammunition rounds, multiple vehicles, and cash. Um, He pleaded guilty to federal drug and gun charges and faces 21 years in prison. (sighs) Oh... It's, I like, I want to say it's too bad that he's going to prison, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I just really enjoy the fact that he's like, I know what my business is. I know what I'm about. I'm just going to take my money and make a good, hearty investment I into mean, 11 pounds of pure Mexican meth. <laughs> God. I, I, props to him for knowing what he likes. But also, uh, he just, it, it was executed so poorly. So, so poorly. By, by two men who lacked athleticism and also were lawfully shot with just a taser. Just make sure when you are finding your dealers for your 11 pounds of meth, that you are choosing people who are honky, well, athletic, like they're well exercised, going to the gym every day. They can fight <laughs> off somebody. Yes, yes. You and want they can... them to be able to protect your meth. Mm-hmm. Or at least if you need the non-athletic people to be uh, there, give them bodyguards. You can certainly afford it. Right? Like, you could have spent a little more money anyways. So, he, uh, and they, I, they all have interesting stories, but I, so I think. Um, the one thing that really connects a lot of lottery winners is unfortunate crack cocaine habits, blowing all of their money and either declaring bankruptcy or going to prison or dying. A lot of them died. <laughs> I mean, I know I didn't include those people, but when I was researching, several of them died like a year after winning. Jeez. 
I mean, it's mostly because of crack cocaine addiction it's and, mo- you know, crack cocaine related matters. <laughs> it's mostly because of the crack cocaine. Hey, yes. Hey, listeners, if any of you ever win the lottery, it's going to be tempting to be like, oh, I can afford the good drugs now. Don't do it. The, Don't the do it moment because crack that, cocaine ruins lives. The moment that you get a little bit of cocaine, that is your demise as a lottery winner. Oh, hashtag crack cocaine ruins lives <laughs> should that be the title of this episode i think that's a great title <laughs> okay well this has been outrageously unnecessary i hope that you guys have enjoyed it i certainly have my cheeks are from smiling so hard um if you enjoyed what you heard please for the love that of the love of all that is good and holy please go and give us a good rating and review on itunes it really helps us out um share uh, our shit share our shit i will update uh, all of the photos that katie and i have been sending to each other and commenting on those will be going on our instagram page which is uh, outrageously unnecessary and then on twitter you can follow us for updates uh and the things that i retweet which are uh we are at oh unnecessary pod uh, and then, uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, you just want to tell us we're doing a good job. I want to hear that we're because doing a good job. Because we are. We are because doing we are a good, doing job. A good job. Yes, we are. Thank I could do a little better in the consistency department, but I bring good topics. You bring good top. You fucking nailed it, Katie. But if you have any questions, comments, want to tell us we're doing a good job because we fucking are, uh, <laughs> give us... Give us an email at uh, outrageouslyunnecessary at gmail.com. Got anything else, Thank you so much for sticking with us through this hour-long journey of, you know, shrunken heads, Nicolas Cage's weird purchases, and a whole lot of crack cocaine. A whole lot of crack cocaine. (laughs) Well, we'll see you guys next time on Outrageously Unnecessary. Bye.